Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Embracing Chaos podcast. It is my pleasure today to be able to interview my good friend from Instagram, Michaela. How are you, Michaela? So good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited because we just have so much to talk about and I know that you're working on so many things and just have such a beautiful heart for the Lord. So, I mean, let's just dive in because I'm excited. (laughs) Me too. So let's just start with a little bit about you. If you could describe yourself in three words or tell us just a little bit, a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I would say I'm extremely passionate. Um, about what I do. And passion is always one of the big words I use to describe myself. I'm also super energetic. I'm a mom of three little boys. So I spend a lot of my time chasing them around, which is mostly yep. <laughs> crazy. Um, but then I would also say that, yeah, I love the Lord. I guess I would say is that it's why I'm so passionate about what I do and why I love what I do is that I feel like I just love the Lord and I love working in ministry. So expand on that a little bit and tell us what that is that you do in ministry. Yeah. So I run Chasing Sacred, which started out as a blog for me. It was kind of a safe haven almost and a way to get out my emotions. I started writing on there just to express myself through, um, I found myself, I had ended up in um, studying dance and I ended up going to college for that. But what happened is there was no dance where I moved with my husband. So we moved to New Hampshire. I needed an expressive outlet and I started writing on a blog. And honestly, so much of what I wrote about was faith-based. So what happened is my blog turned into a faith-based blog and then a ministry. And now I actually have a set of different women that work for me. And we write devotionals, we provide resources for women, whether it's an app or an e-course. So we do a whole lot of different things. I love that. And I saw that you just came, you recently came out with your app, right? Like in the last six months? Yeah. So the app is totally new. It's something I'm so passionate about and excited about. Basically what I did was I started out just writing devotionals. It was to my mom and my aunt and like nobody else read them. (laughs) I emailed them to them. And then I started posting on Instagram. And then from there, I was like, you know what? I write these daily devotionals constantly what if I provided an app where women could log on every day and read the devotionals? And so that's what it ended up being. Wow. That is huge. So I was going to ask you this towards the end about like things that you are working on and all of that, but I'm just so interested to hear like, how did that even, how did you find out how to even do something like that? I mean, just like research and YouTube videos or what? So it was a mixture of research, YouTube videos, and then I contacted a developer through Upwork. So that's what I did. I contacted the developer and then I started talking to him and I kind of dreamed about what does this app look like? And at that time I was in Bible college and had realized that a lot of people were taking stuff out of context um, on Instagram or just everywhere I was reading and just plucking plucking verses from the Bible. And I especially saw that in the daily devotional realm. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like, let me put my human thoughts on this verse instead of actually inductively pursuing a verse. So what I decided was I said, you know what? I don't have many resources where I can log on for a short snippet of God's word, but it's done well and it's done theologically correct. And it's also done with depth. And so my whole thing behind my app was let me try to provide a short thing for busy moms, busy working professionals, students, anybody that just doesn't have a lot of time that is done well and inductively. So through the inductive approach. 
I remember seeing one of your posts on your stories that was talking about the prosperity gospel and how wrong our culture is viewing things. And I think a lot of times it's because we're not getting our Bible from the word. We're going anywhere else right now. How has that helped you in your app making and led you into this specific ministry and calling that you have? Is it from like a frustration of what you've seen in the culture that made you just like so passionate about this? <laughs> yeah, so that's such a good question. I think it goes back to one of the things I saw, which was a Francis Chan um, sermon on the basically the verse like, My thoughts are not your thoughts, declares the Lord. And I think our generation is all about our own thoughts. We see that with the rise of Instagram and like Facebook and guys, listen to me, listen what I, what I have to say. And it even has kind of played out with the way that we see the Bible. So it's like, let me pluck this verse actually to just have an argument of what I personally believe. And then I'll use this verse to like uphold that argument instead of, so we jump to application of scripture instead of talking first and inductively approaching, like, what is God saying observation? Like, what do I see in the text? And then going towards like at the end, how does this apply to me? So instead of like the vice versa, where I think so many of us start with, how does this apply to me? And how can I make my argument known to the world? Because my yep. thought need to be known to the world. And I think it's just this kind of reversal of culture where it's all about our soapboxes and our platforms and our right. all these things. And I'm trying to kind of twist that back and say, no, it's about what the Lord has to say, not what we have yep. to say. Oh, that is so true and so good. Are, are there specific trials that you've walked through that have helped build this foundation? Yeah, I think there's so many trials that I've gone through that ended up making me plug into God's word. Um, and you know how it is, like when you are desperate, you're going to go to desperate measures. And so I yeah. think what happened to me personally was that like when we moved and I had moved all my life, I was just going through like different um, letters the other day of like basically my upbringing, but I grew up in Thailand and we were constantly moving. And I realized like through all the moves, I experienced a lot of loss. Mm -hmm. And so my final move to New Hampshire, I felt like I kind of was stripped of who I was. I was stripped of everything that I passionately loved. And I was stripped of just like anything that was me, Michaela. And I felt like, Lord, this is not right. Like I shouldn't be stripped of everything I was. But then from that place, I was able to be built up in who God wanted me to be. And I found my passion for writing and I found ministry. And I found that like, actually the Lord had so many things to teach me in that kind of like depleted state. Yes. And so it was really through kind of the stripping that I was able to then really see like, who does God want me to be in him instead of, yes. you know, who do I want to be? Right. I so I think it that. was a lot of different strips. Yeah. Yep. Stripping seasons. <laughs> you and know how it, it is. is but. It is so hard to be okay in those seasons of with what your circumstances are and what you're walking through and like having that correct view of God. And I think that's why it's so good to be able to have these resources out there or, um, apps or whatever, just to help you direct exactly where God wants us to be, which is on our knees, humbly before him and saying, what do you have for me in this? And what are you doing in me? Like, and I think the more we do that, the more he does fill us and so, hard. so differently. Like I was just reading in, um, Psalms and I was reading Psalm one and it hit me like so fresh and so new, but basically it was talking about how we're planted by streams of water. And when I really looked at the verse, it talked about how it really means replanted. And mm. so we're taking from a desert place 
and we're replanted by these streams of water and you know we're replanted to receive that nourishment from the lord for our roots to grow strong underneath the ground and then for us to kind of just like grow strong towards you know towards the heavenly father and it really just hit me anew because i was like so long i thought i was planted in new hampshire and it was this destitute place and it was just so mm. awful and you know none of i had no friends family like nothing to do here that was mckella but God has said, no, you, once you were saved, you were replanted in yes. me. And now you have access to these living waters. You're taken out of the desert wasteland. Mm. So how does yeah. this go into your mothering now? Because I know you have three little boys, same ages as mine, but what are some words of encouragement that you could give other moms that are walking either through these times of being completely stripped of their identity and self in order to be raised up more like Jesus? Yeah, I think I've thought about this a lot, especially um, in this transition with quarantine, because my oldest has a really hard time with change. And he's been just, to be honest, like, perfectly awful. He's been so disobedient. (laughs) He's been so difficult. And so, you know, he struggles with change. Like I think all of us do as adults. Um, but what I was thinking about is a lesson that God taught me, which was such a lesson that I've carried on is I have three little boys. They are so rambunctious. They are so naughty and (laughs) they are so obviously sinful. And I think when I started to observe other moms and I would constantly compare, like, you know, what am I doing wrong with my parenting? Like, how come my kids are so naughty and their kids are, you know, sitting behaved and like coloring pages, you know, and I I constantly compared because my kids were just so difficult. And what I realized was like, and I had read this book, um, Give Them Grace by Elise Fitzgerald. Mm, I'll have to link that. Oh, it's so good. But basically the big thing she talked about was like the same kind of sin that is in your rule following child is in your child that is rambunctious and naughty and just outright sinful. And I think that was such a solace to me because I was like, you're right. Like what she says in there is she's like, we're not trying to get our children to just be obedient and listen right now. Like I could coax them into that. She's like, we're trying to get our children's hearts to change to be obedient. Like, 30 years down the road. So like, just because my kid is acting out now doesn't mean it's not the same kind of sin that might be in your kid that's sitting and coloring. It's just that we're trying to reach them on a deeper level. And you know, there's a way to obviously scare them into obedience, but that's not what we're after (laughs) moms. Right. So I think that hit me so hard because I was like, oh my gosh, like here, I thought it was a reflection of me, but like Mm. the sin is the sin that's in each one of us. It has nothing to do with, it's not a reflection of me. He's acting out. My oldest is acting out from his own sin, you know, right, it's right. so I think to buy that and say, okay, I'm trying to reach like the longevity of this and reach his heart, not just, you know, oh, force yeah. him to obey right now. Right. So, oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I totally get that. <laughs> I mean, obviously, cause we both have three boys and like they're around the same ages, but it is so yeah. hard when I don't know. I don't know if this is a boy girl thing, but boys are yeah. just so aggressive with their love, their feelings, their emotions. Everything is just so aggressive. And, you know, a lot of, t- a lot of times my uh, five-year-old will, will like be so mean all of a sudden and just like push his brothers, do something naughty. And I, and I say, buddy, you get this taken away or this is your consequence or we don't do that, whatever it is for the day. Cause I feel like it changes all the time. And then he'll do something nice like two minutes later and be like, oh, can I have that back now? Like you took that away, but now can I have it back? And I'm like, that's actually not why we do the right thing. It has nothing to do with like a reward system, but like there's so much that you have to 
learn yourself <laughs> and understand, like you were saying about your own sin nature in order to raise these boys and children in general, but raise our boys to understand that it's an actual heart change, that you're not doing the right thing just so that you can get a reward. Mm. It is about the heart. And sometimes I'm like, how do I even do this today? (laughs) Amen. It is so hard. It really is. Oh my gosh. I was thinking about some things I wanted to ask you. And I know we talked a little bit about some of the hard things that you've walked through, but how has God really shown himself in your life in this last year? Oh, wow. You know what? The way he's shown himself is by teaching me grace. Like, Mm. I think I didn't know that I had a little bit of legalism, (laughs) a lot of legalism that had kind of carried in through my life. And what he has done is shown me that so much of what I, you know, that same kind of sin nature that is in somebody else that I'm observing is in me. And I think Um, when we think about like the story of Jonah or something like that, and he's going to these other people and he just doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to live where he wants to live. I think a lot of that was in me. And what I realized was like, um, Mm. that, that sin that is acting out, like it's definitely their sin. So like, for example, um, like when my husband lashes out at me or I laugh at my husband, it's, and it's not like my husband directly trying to attack me. It's our sin nature that is hurting me. And so when I started to understand kind of like grace on a level that God understand, you know, like mm-hmm. a level that God talks about grace, I think that's been the huge change in my life is like now instead of um, constantly judging others and really living with trying to be like this good person and all this stuff, stuff, I've started to accept more and kind of accept what God has for me instead of just constantly trying to do the next right thing. So how did you get there though? Like, how did you, how are you understanding this concept of grace now? Honestly, it was through going to counseling. So I love counseling. Oh, (laughs) counseling is so good. But kind of my husband and I were going through a lot of things at the time and we were really struggling. And I finally said, you know what, let's go to counseling. So we started going to marital counseling and it was through this kind of counseling that I had this huge shift. And I went because I wanted my husband's heart to change and I left completely changed. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I mean, there was just so much that I learned, I think on the level of like what grace really is. Like even when I said one time to the counselor, I said, you know, I just, I try to help him see his sin. I said something of the effect and she goes, oh, you have no idea then. Like you cannot help somebody see sin. Like God is the Mm. only one that can change his heart. And I think I often thought, oh, if I just, you know, show him or talk him through this, like all these things, it was almost like a self-righteous like justification instead of realizing that like God is the only one that can work in his heart. He is the only one that can work in my heart and completely change our hearts. And so it was through a lot of, I mean, there's such a long story, but a lot of these like revelation moments in counseling Mm -hmm. that I realized like, oh, Jamie and I, my husband and I are on the same page and we are completely the same in so many ways. And the same grace that's offered to me that I've been receiving is offered to my husband, Jamie. The same sin that's in me is in my husband, Jamie. Like, um, you know, the same, like the same thing that God calls me a daughter or a son, like he calls my husband that too. And so it's in realizing that like, basically when he calls you are son or daughter. He's first my brother. So it's right. like being in this family of believers and realizing that like we all get the same things, you know, we're all mm-hmm. offered this grace, this mercy, all these things. Yeah. That understanding of grace can really sometimes slip through the cracks, but realizing mm-hmm. 
like you said, we all are <laughs> given the same grace and it's not, you know, a little bit over here and a lot for me and not as much for you. But right when we realize that we're not the Holy Spirit. like <laughs> So that's so crazy you said that because I just wrote this devotional and it's on the app actually, but it's, we're in, coming into Easter and it's about Jesus is about to die on the cross and Pilate is sitting and it talks about Pilate sitting there judging Jesus on mm. his human throne. And for me, I put myself in that position and I thought, how often am I him judging yep. Jesus's view of justice or how he does things in the world and ascribing it to my human perspective on justice and saying, you know, this isn't right, Lord, this isn't right. What you did isn't right. This is them treating me this way isn't right. And not leaving it up to him, realizing yeah. that, you know, the backwards thing is that, he, you know, Pilate was judging Jesus and then he died on the cross for Pilate. Mm. It's just crazy to think about. Oh, that is so humbling and sometimes hard because I think we all have that pride and that sinful nature in us that just like we want to be something or we want to partner with God. And so we say that, but really we just want a lot of the reins, you know, we want to <laughs> control. And the fact is that when we do surrender that, that's when we are used so much. I love that. I love that you're doing this app. I really, okay. So my next question was going to be, tell us about a few things that you're working on so that we can stay posted with you or a few things that you're passionate about or in the works, whatever, so that we can, you know, stay, stay up to date with you. Yay. I'm so excited. So one of the big things I think I had kind of mentioned earlier was when I started going to Bible college, I realized that a lot of just women in general and just people don't have um, an understanding of hermeneutics. So how to study okay. the Bible. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I decided, you know what, I just need to make this something that people use every day, the process of hermeneutics. And so I decided to make a journal and I did make a journal that basically, instead of just, you know, write down your thoughts, daily devotional journal, it's a journal that takes you through the process of hermeneutics. So when you love that, yeah, super fun. So when you study the Bible, it asks you the types of questions that, you know, a seminary professional or a pastor or a Bible college student would be going through when they are studying the Bible. So it will start out with the W questions. It asks you some of the W questions to get the historical context, the cultural context, um, leading you through a process of observation. So it says, you know, what did I see in the text? So it makes you just stop and observe. So you write down, you know, what words are repeated. You kind of um, then look at the text and you say, okay, are there any geographical locations mentioned? Kind of these things. And then it brings you to the next step, which is interpretation. What does this mean? So you just looked at, what do I see in the text? Then you ask, okay, I'm looking at this first, you know, what does this actually mean? And it gives you some questions to ask about what does it mean? And then the very end of it, it asks you like, okay, what is the application to me today? Like, Lord, how did you speak to me personally? What am I going to change? How am I going to change moving forward? And mm -hmm. so instead of just kind of, which we've kind of been ingrained to do with our daily devotionals, and it's not bad, you know, it's more of an in-depth approach. And it's a journal that kind of brings any person alongside and says, hey, let's just do this a little bit more in depth. Let's study more in depth. Let me ask you some of these questions so that you can get in the right headspace to study the history the culture, all these. That's things. awesome. That is awesome. So, is this something that you already have? Yes. Is this part so of the app. Offer, like, what is this? Yeah. So it's funny. I offer the journal on my website. Um, okay. Which a lot of people are 
purchasing and loving um, because it's not as expensive as the e-course. So I do do okay. an e-course that actually walks you through all of um, hermeneutics, inductive Bible study, like how to do it. It's very in-depth. So if you don't have a lot of you know time and kind of extra energy, a lot of people want to be doing the journal. Okay. So, but they all pair together. So the e-course, the journal, and the app are all done with this inductive approach. And so you can go to my app and do like a daily devotional study and it brings you through it inductively. It has a reading plan. It shows you the inductive method, kind of generally speaking. It might be a little confusing if you don't have the journal or the e-course. And then you can purchase the journal to do the study on your own. And then the e-course, it actually like runs you through the entire Everything. thing. Okay. Yeah. So what is the app called? So everybody can find it. Oh, yeah. So it's just called Chasing Sacred, which is the name of my ministry. Okay. Um, and you can find it. It's available on Android devices, iPhone. It's Everything. just basically in the app store. Yeah. And then other question, what about the journal? Does that go through just like what passages does that go through? Like what books of the Bible? Great question. So it's actually all blank. And so okay. you pick what book of the Bible you're wanting to study. Okay, cool. Through it. So one of the pages in the beginning will ask you like, what book of the Bible am I studying? And then you can write down Hebrews, right? Okay. Who wrote the book? And it will ask you literary genre of Hebrews, that kind of thing. And so the first page is just getting you like introduced to your book you're studying. Okay. And then you go through it chapter by chapter. Okay. Awesome. So are you kind of at like a, um, I guess not like a standstill cause I'm sure you're always working on something, but yeah. are you, are there things in the works that are going to be coming that we want to stay like in tune for, or are these like your huge project? These are all three resources out like hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that at the end because it was such a discouraging, yeah. like, discouraging process. I bet. Oh my gosh. I don't know how this podcast came about, but like, I felt like the enemy was just after me during <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. oh so. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so bad but um oh. but yeah no I do I'm gonna be working on this year on my first bible study officially Yay. and then I know and then my agent and I so we're in the process of figuring out what kind of book I will be doing okay um I signed for like a devotional book and so I've been working on that for a while okay just daily devotionals but it's kind of like honing in like, Lord, what do you want for me? Yes. What is this look like? All right. that. So that's right. also going to be in the works this year. Yay. Congratulations. That's such a big deal. I'm so excited for you. Oh, this has been so awesome. And I will make sure and link all of Michaela's links, blog, journal, the app, all the things so that you guys can make sure and keep posted with her and Anything last minute that you want to add? Uh, no, this has been so much fun. <laughs> I'm so glad we could do this and finally find time because you guys, little tidbit, we uh, were uh, trying to figure out our internet situation. <laughs> so it finally happened and we're so grateful. So thank you guys for joining another episode of the Embracing Chaos podcast and we will catch you next time. Bye. Oh, that was so good. Thank you guys for joining again. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, find me on Instagram, Facebook, all the things. And you guys know just how much I appreciate it and love you all. Have a wonderful week.